All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers go to grow their business. Now, I'm super excited this week because we have an absolute rock star on the other line. This person here is a gym owner themselves. They own a gym in the, the Sunshine Coast, I believe. But more specifically, they, he actually helps other gym owners improve their business. And this person's done it all. He's worked with all the big names, Anytime, Good Life, F45, Fitness First, Snap, Jets, Genesis. He's done it with all different models, 24-7 gyms, CrossFits, boot camps, one-on-one personal training, group training, online training, nutrition coaching, physical therapy, yoga, dancing studios. He's done it all over the world, all the different continents, Australia, America, Africa, Asia, Europe. I'm, I'm running out of breath just explaining everything this person's done. So without further ado, let me introduce Mr. Riley Stewart from moregymembers.com. Riley, how are you? Yeah, I'm very well, Jono, especially after a good intro like that. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. Great to yeah, you got a few things next to your name. Hey, uh, <laughs> Riley, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? I just got tattooed on my arm, this little symbol here, which is uh, a client of mine in South Africa. is an absolute superstar. He has 3% tattooed on his arm. And I was like, I like that, but I don't want to get 3% written on there. So I got this little symbol here, which represents it, which is basically a, it's a conscious decision every morning to wake up and kind of charge a life and uh, I guess be in the top 3%, essentially. 3% or 1% or whatever you want to call it, but basically a decision to kind of step into your alter ego of the person that you want to be and not follow all the crowds like sheep, right? Yes. So that's, that's what I live by. I love that because it is a conscious decision, right? If you think you're just going to cruise through life and just magically be in the top 3% of yeah. your industry, it's probably not going to happen, right? There's got to be certain <laughs> action te- steps you take. Now, Riley, what I'd like to talk about today, I believe your expert is obviously helping gyms, boot camps, studios grow their business. I believe your specialty is also more on the Facebook ad side of things. Is that right? Facebook ads, yeah, a bit of Google and YouTube as well. Um, but Facebook is the bread and butter. Awesome. Cool. Well, hey, what I'd like to start with anyway, Riley, is hearing your story because I know your background, you're not a personal trainer, but you've got a successful gym and you're helping other gyms be successful. I'd love to hear how you got into that. And I'd love to hear how you got from that to now helping other gym owners. And along the way, if we could, you know, just stop here and there and be like, well, hey, this is what I found out works really well with my gym and my clients' gyms, and this is what doesn't work. And then we can give my listeners some tips along the way. How does that sound? Yeah, it sounds great. Yep. Cool, man. Well, start wherever you want to start. What, what did you do first? Did you own the gym yourself first? Did you help other gym members first? Where did it all start for Riley? Well, I helped other gyms first, but uh, initially I started in engineering. Oh, wow. So I was, I was building robots. I started in mechatronic engineering and I was studying uh, international business as well. And then got a job in um, construction engineering and I did that for about six months and it crushed my soul. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I don't, I don't think this is for me. Um, went on a trip around Asia for three months, backpacking just by myself. 
And then when I came back, I decided, screw this. I just got to, I just got to start my own business now. I can't wait. I can't work for anyone else. Um, and then I started an e-commerce business. So it's still not the fitness industry, right? Started an e-commerce business, hated it. It was absolutely terrible. But I started to learn marketing, mm. and I thought, okay, this marketing stuff, this is this is all right. <laughs> like you can basically learn how to generate cash flow, and that was really got me interested because I just I've always loved the concept of business since I was a little kid. I'd always hustle and uh, catch bees and sell them to my grandfather when I was four. Um, <laughs> Because for whatever reason, he needs bees, right? Probably, <laughs> uh, or buy chocolate and sell that on a on a markup when I was a kid. Um, anyway, so I started the e-commerce business. I started a sales and marketing company with a few other dudes as well, uh, selling solar panels, door knocking. That was rough, but I thought, oh, this sales stuff, I kind of like this. I can learn sales and I can combine it with marketing. So this might get somewhere. And then anyway, I ditched all those, and then. I figured, what's the next thing we can do? And I looked at, at the time, um, it looked like there was two real types of businesses you could start pretty easily. One of them was e-commerce, which I'd already given a shot and I hated it. The second one was marketing for other businesses. Mm. So I was looking around and everyone seemed to be targeting like chiropractors or doctors or real estate. And not many people seemed to be targeting gyms compared to those ones. So I thought, okay, gyms might be the the easier option, less competitors. Um, and I've always gone to gym since I was a young teenager. So I've always been into going to gym and I like it and I think it's really important. So I thought I can ethically sell gym memberships and there's a big market for it. So then I went down to the gym owner that I was uh, going to. I still go to that gym actually, but I had a chat with that gym owner and looked at what he was doing and it seemed blatantly obvious that it could be improved. So I started to work on it. I spent like 40 hours putting together this campaign for him, which now we can do in like three hours. But the initial one took 40 hours to set up. Can we? Uh, then, can, can I interject yeah, there for, for a second, Riley? Because I think that's a cool little thing we can, we can base on there because there might be a lot of people watching this. They may be that gym owner thinking like, man, here's my marketing strategy and it's not working and I don't know why. I, I'm curious. And you don't need to give specifics there, but what were some of the things that you think what was that campaign? Why wasn't it working? Let's start there. And then let's start with some of the things you were immediately able to change. He was running ads with no real direction. It was just mm. a, it was just an ad kind of, we have this awesome promo special. And then it's like, where do people go from there? It's not really clear, which is a simple thing to pick up on, but he was doing it wrong. So instead of even having a call to action of, go click this link and then there's like a landing page that they funnel through. There wasn't any of that. It was just like, we have this promo and that was it. It's a full stop there. <laughs> so no one knows what to do from there. They maybe walk in the gym or maybe they might send them a message on Facebook, but it wasn't really clear. So that alone, that just, that just really hurt. Um, and the offers, what I came to realize is the offers are the most important thing. You, can, you can't polish a turd, right? It doesn't matter how sexy you make the marketing or how great the photos are, or how great the copy is. If you're trying to sell a turd, you can't. No one's really going to buy it. So it's the offer that's really important. Um, so we had to do a little bit of, over time, it's improved because getting to talk with so many clients across the globe, I learn a lot more from them than they probably, um, than I probably teach them <laughs> as a whole anyway, um, which is the way I like it to be. But it's really good because it gives me a fantastic scope on which offers work. And then that's, 
that's really been the biggest kicker because um, marketing is really just getting the same thing and packaging it over and over again to make look make it look new and sexy and at the end of the day it's always like nutrition training and community right mm. <laughs> and they're the fundamentals um yeah does that answer the question <laughs> yeah man I, I think we can dive back in a, a bit deeper but I, I love where this was going so where did it go from there so you you approached the gym owner he showed you some some marketing stuff you said hey here are some simple things you can change what happened from there well from there we were hooked up a deal that for every $700 sale I got him, uh, I would get $30 commission. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so I was putting in all this grunt work doing this marketing. And I was getting $30 commission. We made uh, 10 or something sales in about a week or two. And I was like, I remember turning it on, launching Facebook, and I was looking at this spreadsheet that I'd set up and the leads were actually coming in. I was like, this is amazing. Like I was texting some of my mates like, boys, I figured it out. We're going to be millionaires now. <laughs> <laughs> And it was sick. And then from there, um, what happened from there? I think I started to try to, I tried to hit up some restaurants to see if I could do their marketing. And I started to go into different niches. I was like, I don't really care about restaurants. Like, mm. that's not super exciting. So I stuck with the fitness industry. Um, next client I got was in rural New South Wales, Lisa. She was an absolute rock star. And then that one, I basically... I duplicated the, I actually got it. No important step is I got a mentor in between that. Mm. Right. And I think that's really important. The guy named, uh, I'll come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> he was only around for a short time, but he does fitness marketing and he really accelerated my understanding of how to do fitness marketing effectively and how to get the funnels rocking and rolling. Um, so from there, I set up a new campaign with this new approach that this guy had taught me. I wish I could remember his name. Um, it was a few years ago now. He's in the US somewhere um, in Ohio. Anyway, we set up the campaign and the lead started to come in and it was four cents each. And I was looking at them oh. going, oh my God, we're getting four cent leads. This is nuts. And then from there, I realized with conversations with Lisa that she didn't know how to sell the leads. I was like, well, I don't really know how to sell the leads either. So I had to start to educate myself on how to sell these leads, um, looking for different professionals who I guess are fitness sales experts. And then I started to integrate that into the business because probably eight out of 10 clients, they can't sell the leads either. So mm. we can get them all the leads, but their follow-up and their sales sucks. They're not making any money then they can't pay us and then they're not happy and they don't spread the word. Um, so we had to kind of make the business more than just marketing and now it's pretty heavily into sales coaching and kind of business development as well. So uh, that we also curious there, Riley, I might interject there a bit. So uh, two ways we do this, say, so you also, not only do you get the leads for your clients, but you also teach them how to sell to those leads. It's had to develop like that. Yeah. It's out of kind of out of necessity. Mm. It would have been nice if we could just, if we could just get the leads and everyone makes money and everyone's happy, but it's not the way it works. So now, um, I've got a business coach on the team who fitness business um, sales coach specifically. So he helped Good Life build out a lot of their sales systems. Jason Motley, give him a plug there. Um, he's a fantastic guy and he absolutely loves just teaching sales and he loves everything about sales. So he helps clients on a weekly, bi-weekly basis, um, checking in with them and having calls with them, making sure that they're actually got a strong sales process and handling objections and things like that. So whenever a client signs up, we give them like um, sales course, we give them the scripts, we give them the coaching calls, and then also work on business development 
often what happens is a client might fill up within, let's say, three months, and then they're like, what do we do now? We're stuck. We need staff. And then for a lot of these guys, if they're a small studio, they might only have them and their partner, and then they need to start going to the staffing space. So we help them with hiring staff and managing staff and from there opening the second facility, third facility. Um, it's, en- it, it's ended up being quite a wholesome service that we offer now. Yes. Well, I, I love that on so many different ways because it's, it's one thing I think, especially if you're just starting off in the sales and marketing journey, that's important to understand. You can hire someone to do your marketing. That's great. And they can get you, they can get your stuff seen. That's great. Hey, they may even get you a whole heap of different leads. But if those leads don't convert into clients, it's worthless, right? You can pay someone thousands of dollars. They can get you all these leads and that's all well and good. But ideally what you want is money back. If you're paying someone money, you want them to make you money back. And if you only do half the equation, if you're like, great, I'll pay this person to do my marketing, but then you don't know how to sell, there's just, it, it doesn't quite work. And it's not, you can't, it's not really the marketer's fault because they're like, hey, I, I got you all this marketing. You've got to do half the work and sell as well. So I love how you've integrated that into your program. And I'm curious from there, Riley, how, how did you learn to sell? Did you read books? Did you go to a mentor? Did you practice? Did you do all of the three? How did that come about? My business really started to make progress when I hired a, I went through a coaching program. It was like 13 grand for eight weeks or something. And that was, I was making no money then. Like that was a huge amount of cash. Um, But part of that program was teaching me how to sell. And then it was pretty simple. I was like, oh, okay, you do this, 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 you kind of dig into their feelings and you, you basically that's it. What, what drives them and then bridge the gap, right? And that's pretty much all sales is, is doing that over and over again. And then there's, you know, you can get into more technical things like looping back on objection handling and whatever. But from going through that, and I've learned a lot from Jason, really, from the sales, um, tons of YouTube videos, tons of courses, like the education's a nonstop 24-7 thing, right? Trying to learn from everyone, everywhere. Um, so there's not really been any just one course. It's just a constant thing. And I like to watch... YouTube videos on sales, whoever's the experts, there's always tips you can pick up. Um, there's been a lot of places I've learned it, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, and I, I'm a huge fan of sales myself because I feel that's the best way to make money. To simplify, it's the best way to make money. Like if you can sell, it doesn't matter where the leads are coming from. Are they coming from Facebook? Are they coming from Google? Are they coming from YouTube? Are they coming from referrals? If you know how to convert those, if you know how to sell, because the industry could change, right? In a couple of years' time, hey, maybe Facebook's not the biggest thing. Maybe it's Instagram. Maybe it's YouTube. Maybe it's LinkedIn. Maybe it's some completely new thing comes in. But if you know how to sell, as long as you can get leads from those things, you're always going to be busy. And I love the education side of things as well. You know, Riley paid $13,000 for that course there. Great. I'm sure he's made a lot more than that back. And good sales training shouldn't cost you money. It should make you money. If you've hired a good sales coach and you've whatever you pay them, they, you should be able to make more money than that back. Otherwise, they're not a good sales coach. So I, I, I love how you've done that there. And I also love how it's a consistent thing for Riley. It's not just like, okay, great. I did a sales course five years ago. I know how to sell. I'm just going to leave it at that and, and never do it again, right? So I love how you've done that there, Riley. And that's what I recommend to everyone listening to this as well, is it's not just like, great, I did one sales course once, I know how to sell. It's a constant thing. And I think especially in this space here, Riley, you'll probably know better than me, essentially a lot of the time, you're going to be selling to, especially if it's like, 
say it's like a gym for 20, 30 bucks or whatever, even cheaper, you're probably going to be selling to the low to middle class, right? A lot of the people you're going to be selling to, it's not like, depends what you're selling. Maybe if you're sending, selling high-end personal training, okay, you're going to be targeting people with a bit more money. But most of the time, you're going to be targeting that low to middle class. Is that right? Most of the time, you'd be surprised. Like some people will come into a client's gym for personal training and they're splashing out money on TVs and they're on Centrelink and then you pitch them the $3,000 PT program and they take it. Like, wow. And these are guys on Centrelink that have like five kids and they're a single mom and they, for some reason, they can still pull it together. Um, so, but yeah, most of the time that's the case. Awesome. Cool. Well, hey, continue on with that story there, Riley. So then you went from there and you were like, all right, cool. I'm going to focus on the gym space. Wh- where did it go from there? Did you just pick one or two clients? Do you have heaps of them? What? How did it work from there? Uh, so from there, I started to try to work out how can I use Facebook to get clients for myself rather than just gyms. Um, so I started looking into webinars and sales videos and different lead magnets that we can use to get people through. Um, kind of figured that out. This was probably two years ago. Kind of started to figure that out. Got a few clients from that. But then the thing that really drove the most business for me in the early days was just adding a lot of gym owners on Facebook mm-hmm. and posting every single day consistently valuable stuff. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they go, okay, this guy knows his stuff. He's sharing client stories, client testimonials. His tips are really good. He's actually giving away value here. He probably knows, his, knows what he's talking about. And then they would message me and say, hey, what do you do? Um, and then from there, I kind of built the business to, we got to 22K a month, which was my goal. It was like, I don't know, it was two years ago. The goal was get to 20K a month by June. May came and I got 22K that month. So I buggered off to the US and I went on a five-week holiday. And then I came back and the business was dead again. <laughs> <laughs> so we started again. I um, raised the prices, improved the service. That was when we added the sales coaching in there a lot more um, and more of business development. And I started to really understand how gyms work by this stage and how they can be profitable. Because you think like, I would literally have probably four conversations a day with different gym owners just in just having sales consults with them or clients. And when you have that many conversations globally with gym owners, you really start to see how do you make a gym profitable? What are the best things? What are the best systems for gyms? And then I started thinking, okay, this is the kind of scope that I have on this is ridiculous. I need to buy my own gym. I need to find a gym and own it and then see if we can systemize that and implement everything than other than just marketing and sales because there's so much more to owning a gym and running a gym profitably right so this is a long story right (laughs) (laughs) oh good i think um i think that's given me a good idea of your story there i'd like to get a bit more specific into the do's and don'ts of facebook now are you cool if we transition into that riley let's go for that yeah awesome i just want to highlight one thing riley said there which i think is just a freaking awesome strategy and that anyone can do riley said he simply just added different gym owners on facebook and just posted regularly on there with good content and they hit him up and i think if you're listening to this if you just did that no matter what you're doing if you're running a local boot camp great you know if you meet someone around add them to facebook hey you connect with someone on instagram add them to facebook just add that your whoever your ideal client is great add them to facebook just post on on facebook with valuable content and people are going to see it so i I love that there but i'd love to transition into the facebook ad side of things riley now you touched on a couple things earlier but i'd even just ask you straight up again let's say if someone's listening to this and they're like okay 
you know, I'm running a gym, I'm running a studio, I'm running a boot camp, and I'm putting some st- putting some dollars in Facebook ads, but I'm not getting any clients, or if I am, I don't even know if they're coming from from Facebook. What would be the first point? What's the first thing you'd say? Hey, before you go any further, you need to focus on blah. What would that thing be? Uh, figure out who their ideal client is. Mm. A lot of people, they do a shotgun approach. They just put out an offer. It might be a fantastic offer, and off, often it is. It's a really good offer, um, but it's not an offer that they necessarily care about, their target market. It might be three PT sessions, <clears throat> ABC, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing, and it's 29 bucks, and it's like it's super cheap, right? And they just put that out there thinking that because it's super cheap for all this value, people will jump at it. But it's just not the case, unfortunately. So there has to be figuring out who the target market is. Let's say it's women 40 years old, which is a quite a common one. Um, what drives them? What really brings pain to their life? What specific scenarios in their life do they wish that they had more energy or that they were a bit fitter? Maybe they... Uh, ashamed when they go to the beach with their kids and they can't get in their bikini. That's one thing. Uh, maybe they just don't have enough energy to keep up with the kids or they're exhausted all the time or they don't like how they look after having kids and they'd like to get back to that pre-kid body. There's a lot of specific scenarios that people don't really dive into. I don't know if they're a bit sensitive towards it, but this is what drives, in this example, a 40-year-old woman to take action. She wants to feel great about herself again. So this is the stuff we need to talk about. They don't care about PT sessions. Mm. They care about feeling great again and confident and their husband, maybe their husband started to neglect them. There's a lot of different things that you can really try to dive into. Um, so from there, you figure out the target market. Facebook's fantastic for specifying who you want to target. You just say women 35 to 45 years old. Maybe you put together a mummy mojo project. So now they care about a Mummy Mojo project instead of just PT sessions. It's a lot more exciting for them and it's talking about exactly what they want, right? And then one big thing that most people will do wrong is they'll write one ad and then they'll launch it and they'll say, okay, this Facebook's just stealing my money. What's Mark Zuckerberg doing? <laughs> Everything's a scam. But they've just launched one ad. You need to launch like 20 ads at once and just scale back the ones that don't work and scale up the ones that work change the images, change the headlines, change the offer. Um, and then from there, Facebook will optimize them by itself and then you just turn off the ones that aren't working. And then normally, you know, you launch 20, you might get three winners and you can scale those up. Love it. Let's, um, let's break this down a little more because you can tell Riley knows what he's talking about there. So say if any of my listeners are out there and they're like, man, that just went straight over my head. Like, like where do I start? I'm going to break that down again. Let's just start. Let's go right back to that ideal client. What are the best ways someone can find that out? If someone's like, man, I don't know what my ideal client is, or I think I know what my ideal client is, but how do I get into that much detail and know all those things? Riley just rattled off like 20 fingers off the top of his head. I don't know those things. Can you give us any advice there on either how to find that ideal client, or if you think you have that ideal client, how do you find out those pain points? You have to ask them. <laughs> Simply like your ideal client, if you've already got clients, then it was, it's probably someone you've worked with and they're a superstar and they keep paying you and they stay for a long time and the transformation you give them is high value. So ask them, get a, get a list of questions. Like when I first started, I had to figure out what were gym owners' pain points. So I had a friend who owned a gym and I, said, I took him through a list of questions. Can you tell me a bit more about this, this, this? What are your struggles? And then from there, 
um, you're able to take exactly what they say and turn it into persuasive copy that can sell them something, essentially. Yes. So, it. yeah, just questions. What is, what is it that they would like to achieve? Why aren't they there now? What would their life be like if they did get there? Simple questions like that and then interview people. It, they might have a mom, they might have a sister, they might have a cousin. Just talk to them. Yes, love that. And I've, what I found with myself is even just selling, right? The more sales conversations you can get on with that person, that's where you find stuff out. Because if you do a good sale, I'd, I'd even say this, is, this would be my, I agree with you 100%, and this is what I would add to that as well. Read a good book on sales, right? Learn how to, how to sell because any good sales book is going to teach you some easy questions that you've got to ask that person. And then just the more you speak to that person, if you, if you speak to, you know, two, three, four, five, ten people a day of your ideal client, you're going to find there's a lot of freaking common ground there, right? If you ask, hey, awesome, why are you looking at doing my program? Why are you looking to get fit? You know, what, what's this? What's this? Why that? You can get the more of those conversations, you're going to see there's a whole heap of common threads there. And then once you see that common thread, it's like, it's almost like Groundhog Day. It's like, man, you have the same conversation over and over again, but that's awesome for you as the, the salesperson because it shows that you know what that person's going to say before they've said it. And that's what I found myself with a good ad copy. If I then call that person off a, off a Facebook ad, they're like, yeah, I saw your, your Facebook ad. It's like you read my mind. You know, you, that was <laughs> what you said there, man, that's me exactly. You know, I felt like you were speaking to me exactly. That's how you know you've got good ad copy, right? But the only, in my opinion anyway, the only reason I was able to get to that ad copy was because I've just spoken to hundreds of people that told me the exact same thing. So I, I love how you've, you've mentioned that there. And then I'm guessing as well, we'll add on that as well. I'm guessing once you've got those points there and you know those pain points, that's the sort of stuff that you're going to put into the Facebook ad copy. That's the sort yep. of stuff that you're going to put into the, the email follow-up. That's the sort of thing you're going to put on the landing page, right? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Cool, cool. Then you touched on like the mummy mojo. Is that when you're speaking about the offer where it's like, hey, it's not yep. just sign up to this gym or it's not just, hey, sign up to this gym and get a 10-pack of personal training. It's yeah. like, hey, sign up to my mummy mojo, which includes blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Is that what you yeah? – yeah, so what – what tips can you give us there? If someone at the moment, if they're just selling a 12-week boot camp or if they're selling a 10-pack of PT or if they're selling a cancel-anytime gym, what are some things we can do to sexy up our offer? And once we know our ideal client, that's great. What can we do to, to sexy up this offer? 24-7 gyms are a tough one straight off the bat because they've got low margins and people who are just scattered around Facebook and they don't already have a gym membership. They need a little bit more than just a 24 seven, throw them in a, throw them in a building and hope they get results. They need more tailored service. So the only way to really effectively funnel in people through Facebook into a 24 seven gym is to have some kind of program that accelerates their knowledge to be able to put them into that situation. Otherwise they're just going to leave straight away or they're not going to be interested in it. So even if it is a 24 seven gym, there still needs to be some kind of, let's say 28 day accelerator, even just 28 day accelerators are a simple enough name mm. for that audience. As long as the copy is talking about their pain points and the images reflect what that type of person is, then they're going to know it's for them. And then it's just a 28 day accelerator. And then from there you can spit people off into your 24 seven membership. Um, or you can take them through like a, if it's a big gym, like good life, you might start giving away 
three PT sessions for 30 bucks, super cheap, but the PTs get leads, the PTs can sell the membership for you, and then the client also gets personal training too. And then that's kind of, you have to kind of go a bit of a roundabout way to get 24-7 memberships because there's Anytime Fitness and Snap Fitness and whatever, they've all flooded the market with no contract, no signing fee, join now, pay later. They're everywhere and it's just not effective. It's not exciting. Mm. Um, So that's the 24-7 stuff. But really, even something simple like transformation project, you see transformational challenges absolutely everywhere. Mm. But people do want a transformation. The reason that most ads for, I wouldn't really say eight-week challenge, that's not super exciting, maybe an eight-week transformation challenge. People intrinsically know what that will mean. Mm. Um, But as long as the copy and everything is talking about that specific person, then that will work on its own Um, as as, as long as it's good copy, really. But talking about the transformation, that's the biggest thing because people don't buy personal training. They don't buy a gym membership. They buy the transformation and they buy the end result. So we need to talk about that end result. Yes, love that. And I'm guessing also just the the subtle name change, right? Could almost be the the same thing, but taking it from a 12-week transformational challenge or a 28-day accelerator, it just sounds sexier there. And even in today's world, like, there's just some little things you can add on that don't even cost any extra. If you're somewhat savvy with the online world, great. Hey, you sign up, you also get a four-week home program. You also get my basic nutrition guidelines. You also get my clean eating recipe ebook. You also get my seven-day ab program, my seven-day booty program, like all those things. Once you do them once and you get that online program, great. Stack it onto the offer there, which just makes it sexier. So I, I love that side of things there. And then the third thing you touched on there, Riley, was the actual ad. And I think that's important as well because it's like the, the chances of you just running the perfect Facebook ad off the bat and getting a whole heap of clients is freaking hard if you're going out and doing that on your own, right? And even with that, we can even go many different ways. Let me think of how to try and simplify this. Even if we just, we just let's just simplify it right down, right? You could have the same targeting with the exact same ad copy, with the exact same subject line or heading or whatever it is down the bottom, just by changing that photo, you could have different responses, right? You could have the exact same ad, the exact same text, but you have five different photos there. You might find that one photo is significantly better or one or two are significantly better or four of them suck. Do you find that where it can come down literally just to the photo? The photos are huge. Like it's phenomenal the difference it makes. And if, I know people are wondering, what photos do I use, right? The ones that sell the best, uh, get a small group of people, maybe like a group of three, and then have them just looking at the camera smiling. Mm. <clears throat> and that's pretty much it. So if we need to be able to see details in their face, see the emotion in their face, but just a small group looking at the camera, and that's simple. You know, photos of super shredded ladies with their six packs and their tensing, that's not really the way to go. Um, or people that are sweaty working out, that's, that's okay. If you can see their face, then that's okay. You know, if you can see their back, it's not really exciting. But if you can see people's faces, because pe- humans are tuned in to recognizing faces, so when they're scrolling Facebook, that's what stands out to them. So if we can get a few of those around, then that's, they're the best photos to use. Yes, so I, I can vouch for that, especially in the boot camp world. I've run a lot of ads for boot camp, and that's without fail the, the best ad there. And the way... I heard it explained to me when I learned the strategy was ideally what you want to do is you want people to be scrolling through their feed. You want them to stop, be like, hold on, that person looks just like me, just a little bit happier and healthier. 
all right? If it's someone that's, as you mentioned, someone that's super shredded, super jacked, you may not, because you're like, man, I can't see myself in that person there. But if that yeah. person looks like me, but a little bit better and not just healthier, also happier. Riley touched on it with the expressions on the face. That person looks like me, but happier and healthier. Man, what have I got to do to be that little bit happier and healthier? I can see myself there. So I, I love that there. And then this is where it can get just ridiculously tricky, right? But we'll, we'll simplify it because what might happen is you set up this Facebook ad here and great, you've got a photo or two that works better than the others. Great. Doesn't really stop there because then you might say, all right, I'm going to change that little subject line down the bottom because it might be going from, is it, if you put it at whatever, 28 accelerator challenge or four week transformational challenge, you might try both of those, right? And you might have some other ones there as well. And you might find that some are significantly better. Do you find that as well where it could come down yeah, to absolutely. that? Absolutely. The headline, yeah. headline, they read that and they decide if they want to continue or not. So the headlines where you make or break, so change it up, change the emojis, change the actual headline. Maybe you start with calling out that specific area or that specific demographic like mums or you change what the title of the actual project is. Yeah. Yes. But then keep in mind as well that Facebook is <clears throat> over this period of testing these ads, you're also burning through the audience. So mm. that has an effect because if you're waiting a week of testing these ads during that week, your audience has already seen the ad twice as well. So you kind of have to take that into account when you're looking at the data is that the audience is starting to fatigue. So new images and new ads should start to outperform the old ones anyway. So yes. there's a real, if you're going to split test ads, you need to split test them all at once and then kind of you try to keep it flow. It's like you're trading water as you go. You're just trying to keep new images out there to just keep the leads coming in because it is a battle. Yes, agree 100%. And then we've got that side of things there. And then the copy as well, which you can obviously vary up to. Just one more question I've got, transitioning a little bit from there. We've, we've got that side of things uh, on the ad. I've just got a question in regards to the targeting, Riley. Do you find there's a specific thing that works there? When you're doing your targeting, are you like, okay, I've got to reach at least 10,000 people or 50,000 people or is there a certain number there? Or even if we talk about the, the kilometers, hey, I know that no one travels more than five kilometers to go to a gym or I know, obviously that might depend if you're in Sydney or if you're in Dubbo, right? But do yeah. you find any, any, any things there you can tell the audience? I'm guessing the biggest ones- Rule of thumb would, yes, yeah, rule, rule of yeah. thumb would probably be about 10 minutes. So mm -hmm. if you're in Sydney, then 10 minutes is going to be what, like <laughs> kilometers? If you're in the rural places, it's going to be 10 kilometers instead of two. So that, you know, rural, we tend to go maybe 10, 15 Ks. Some of them, they might only have 15,000 people within 15 Ks. So we really try to expand it out. Um, when it comes to the audience targeting itself, we keep it very open. We let Facebook do the optimization, especially with local markets. You don't have the millions of people targeting internationally or nationally. So, all the complicated things you see from Facebook gurus doesn't really apply to lo local marketing because the audience targeting, if you go saying, I want people interested in Lorna Jane, health and fitness, blah, 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 as I see a lot of gym owners do when they start, um, that's just going to make your cost go up because you're too specific. So it's going to try to market to 1,000 out of 20,000 people in your area rather than all of them. So it's going to be more expensive. Um, so we just leave it open. All we'll do is modify the age range and the sex and that's it yes i love that and i can vouch for both both ends right because now i run an online business 
So now mine is interest-based. I run an online business yeah. that helps personal trainers, right? So I use the detailed targeting. Who's got personal trainer? Who likes Fitness Australia? Who likes Fitness Network? You know, I use all that for my online business because I can target anyone in the world, right? But when I'm running ads for boot camp, I just keep it open. Hey, it's women aged 25 to 45 that live within five kilometers of Cogra. And if it's, especially if it's something like a gym membership where pretty much everyone needs or pretty much everyone can do, right? If it's like, say my, my product now, which is online courses for personal trainers, if I hit anyone that's not a personal trainer, it's a waste of time, waste of money. Same as yourself. You know, really, if you hit someone that's not a gym owner, you know, or not in the fitness industry, it's almost a waste of time. So people like us need to get specific with that. But if it's something like a local, different if it's an online business, online fitness business, okay, different. But if it's a local fitness business, hey, you know, pretty much anyone in your, your area can do it. So yeah, I love that side of things there. But hey, Riley, we're coming to the end of the podcast here. There's just a couple questions I always like to finish up with. The first one is just more info. I'm sure heaps of my listeners are listening to this and they're like, man, this Riley, he knows a thing or two. I might get him to help me with my studio or my gym or my boot camp. And my Ronnie is saying the best way for people to check you out is simply to go to your website. Yeah, go to moregymmembers.com. Um, on there, they, they can take them through various case studies or examples or there's free downloads there. There's free training there. There's links to free courses I put together. There's YouTube on there. You can go from the website to YouTube and I put, a lot, put out a lot of free things on there. Um, that's probably the best, most central place to be able to find everything else. Or even just add me on Facebook, Riley Stewart. Yes, and I'll put these links in the, the show notes anyway. Uh, and then my last question, Riley, is just about further education or, or mentors? I know you, you touched on a few along the way there. If you could just let my listeners know if there's been any big mentors in your life or any books that you've read and you would recommend they read or any podcast you listen to that you recommend they do, what can you tell us there? Anything along the lines of mentors, books, podcasts? Mentors around the fitness industry and how to run a good fitness business. Bo Zorko is a oh, guy that I work quite closely with. He's an absolute legend. He's probably one of the best business coaches I know in the fitness industry. In terms of books, it depends what people want, right? Um, best book I've read on staff and managing staff and finding A players is Who by Jeff Smart. I oh, recommend nice. that one to absolutely everyone. If we're talking about managing teams, scaling up. That's a fantastic one by Vern Harnish. Um, if people are wanting marketing, you can't get away from dot-com secrets or expert secrets by Russell Brunson. They're fantastic. They're very wholesome books. Um, otherwise, I've learned a lot about marketing from Dan Kennedy. All, it, there's oh, yeah. tons of free YouTube videos they have up on, from him of Dan Kennedy. is a fantastic place to start. Or Russell Brunson is also uh, very good. There's some things. I'm, I could go on all day about this, but <laughs> I can, that's enough. <laughs> I, I can vouch for all of them, read all those books and love them. And also, Bo Zorko, I'm speaking to him right after this, actually. So I'll, I'll tell him oh, you really? said hello. Yeah, good friend. He was actually my first business coach. So about right. 10 years ago, whatever it was, Bo Zorko was my first business coach. So we've, uh, yeah, we've been uh, in the industry a while together. Um, wait, Riley, that's all we've got time for today. Is there anything I left out? Is there anything I asked or I didn't ask that should have or anything you want to finish up with? I think since we've been talking about Facebook ads so much, I think don't, someone who's just trying to get it rolling first, if they haven't been really successful yet, don't worry about setting up funnels. Don't worry about setting up automation just do the lead ads. Facebook has lead ads. 
the cost per lead is a little bit higher because Facebook seems to penalize you for taking that simple approach. But if you can't get leads using just lead ads, then don't try to build funnels because every step you add is another spot you can get it wrong. And then <laughs> that means there's going to be no leads. So just do lead ads initially. Get that right, then build out a funnel. I agree 100% because the other advantage I find with a lead ad, A, you need no technical skills, right? It's literally like set up the Facebook ad and Facebook has the lead there. And then you simply have that person's phone number and you can give them a call and just have a chat to them. And then as we sort of touched on earlier, just the more people you talk to, great. The better you can get your copy, the better your emails are going to be. But you need to just talk to a heap of people first and Facebook ads is the easy way. Facebook lead ads is the easy way to do it. But anyways, Riley, thanks very much for your time and I'll, um, we'll chat soon. Thanks, Jono. It's been a pleasure. Thanks to listeners as well. Hope they got something out of it. If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your bootcamp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.